Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. Hello and welcome along. It's episode 16 of Life's Essentials with Prem Rawat. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's episode is called Taking Back Your Time. In this episode, Prem Rawat explores the way our society has adopted a culture of trends and technology and how through this culture we have become distracted from a fundamental human need to be in peace. Prem reminds us of the importance in focusing on ourselves and being fully present in our lives and prompts us to take charge of every moment we have in this life. PremRawat.com is where you can find all sorts of information about Prem. In the meantime, relax, enjoy the episode. The podcast is brought to you thanks to Udo's Oil, made with your health in mind. Udo'sChoice.com, U-D-O-S-Choice.com and TheUdo.com for more information on that. Enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, I hope uh, you're all well, healthy, and uh, most importantly, thriving instead of surviving. And that's what, you know, uh, in one of the last videos that I did, I was talking about that a lot of times, and I just want to clarify this too, that a lot of times we look at a situation and whatever our situation is, we look at the difficulty. And not the objective, but the difficulty. So let's just talk a little bit about being human. And what does that mean? Well, it means a lot of things. And it means a lot of things to a lot of people. I mean, there are scientists who have looked at it and it means something else to them. They have a different viewpoint. Uh, there are people who are farmers, and they have a different viewpoint. There are people who work with wood, they have a different viewpoint. There are people who work with statues, they have a different viewpoint. There are cooks, they have a different viewpoint. There are pilots, they have a different viewpoint. There are politicians, they have a different viewpoint. So trying to narrow it down to one thing would require that a lot of things that happen in our lives have to be excluded. And then you narrow down to just who or what a human being really is. So you get down to the fundamentals. You need to breathe. You have an innate desire in you and long time ago, I had seen this documentary and it was about the Albertine Rift. And when that took place, the monkeys were basically divided into two. And those monkeys that ended up with the gorillas, because the gorillas 
needed to eat a lot, ended up always fighting for food, always competing for food. And then those monkeys that did not end up with the gorillas had plenty of food and they would share food and scientists named that the peace gene. And apparently we as human beings have this peace gene. So something very deep inside of us is calling and calling all the time towards peace, towards being content. Now, again, peace, the word peace, it means so many things to so many people. But then to find out what really peace is, you have to disregard all those other things and come down to what really peace means. And to understand that there is an innate desire in every human being to be in peace. Now, this is extremely important that you can try to distract yourself and people do. You know, you have technology, you have communication, you have this, the, all the stuff and distract me, distract me, distract me. And one of the things that has become so obvious in this time of pandemic, that people just cannot be with themselves. They, they, they want to socialize, they want to be with somebody else, but not with themselves. And there would have been a time <laughs> that human beings would have rather been just with themselves. You know, and a lot of the change of language and written language and all of this, this is relatively all new. This is not old stuff. We've been around for a really long time and in very hard, very difficult circumstances. And something drove us, something moved us forward. And that, that one thing, that the betterment, to be better, to be better at so many things, not just one thing, but to be better as being a human being. How can I be a good human being? Not looking at it from the rules of the society, but my innate thirst that I have as a human being, that peace gene in action, has it fully able to manifest itself. So peace then is not fulfillment of wishes, but it is something much more fundamental. It is to be content. It is to be in clarity. It is to feel that joy inside. It is to be happy. It is to be clear. All these things are the same facets 
of peace. These are, maybe they sound all different, but they're not. They're just, it's, peace is like a beautiful, beautiful diamond, and it has many sides. It has many facets. And this is what makes it shine. And there's clarity, there's understanding, there's compassion, there's joy, there's empathy, there's forgiveness. These all start to become different facets of that, of that diamond. And it's not like you can just say, I just want one facet. No, it's, it's, it's part of the whole package. So if that's peace, and you as a human being are going to have always a desire to feel that. Now, mind you, I'm not saying that you're not going to want to feel other things. Yes, you're going to want to feel this world. You're going to want to try this. You're going to try that. And you have become very good at that. I mean, just imagine a few thousand years ago that if somebody wanted to go from London to Los Angeles, what that would entail. If they wanted to go from London to New Delhi, what that would entail. I mean, it would be a journey that you took once. And you would be extremely lucky if you got to Los Angeles from London in one piece. I mean, before there were trains, before there were ships, how would you even go? And, well, you know, the kind part of that is you probably didn't even know that there was any place called Los Angeles because there wasn't. But to travel meant like everything that you had to do. And yet, it's amazing. It's absolutely amazing. Today, no sweat, no problem. We can fly from Los Angeles to London 11 hours, 12 hours, and we can fly from London to Los Angeles, maybe 13 hours, 12 hours, 14 hours, something like that, depending on the headwinds. So, all this has been accomplished, and we have become very good at that. But what about that other part of us, that gene that is waiting <laughs> to also be fulfilled? The curiosity gene in us, is 100%. The discovery gene in us is going over time. The communication gene in us is going at it. Socializing gene is, is full force ahead. But what about the peace gene? And, and unless all of these things, and, and that peace gene is that request that it has, is accepted and fulfilled, life is going to feel like something is missing. And indeed, something is missing. That clarity about who you truly are is missing. So there are people, and they look at themselves, and I'm so-and-so. But they're not so-and-so. They're a human being. 
So let me, let me just put it in perspective, and maybe this is a bad example, you know, because I'm not trying to play down anybody for, for any reason, and that's not the point of my example. But my point is basics. So say I have a friend, and he has never been to any college, he's never been to any school, he, he knows very little about so far the world is concerned, but he's a farmer. He grows food, uh, he keeps cattle, um, he's a simple man, and, and we're friends. We, we, we talk to each other, and, um, and he grows, you know, he has his farm, and, and, and he does quite well. And in our community, uh, in our neighborhood, there are professors, there are scientists, there are, you know, people who are artists, there are musicians. And they, you know, you know them and you wave to them, you say hi to them. There are chefs there. I mean, every, every type of person at top of their game. And then one day, there's a horrific earthquake. And all of a sudden, all the communication is dead. Electricity is gone. Everything, no schools, no universities, no restaurants, no nothing. I mean, everything is finished, finished. But as a human being, you're still going to feel hungry. If you're still alive, <laughs> you're going to feel hungry. You're going to feel thirsty. You're going to need sustenance. You're going to need something. And maybe when the, everything was thriving, when everything was incredible, everybody else had some part to play. The musicians had some part to play. They could entertain us. They were actors. They could, they could, they could entertain us. Uh, if we wanted to know something, uh, we could be taught. But now that all everything is shut down, who all of a sudden has become incredibly important. And I, for me, at least from my viewpoint, that farmer. Because he continues to grow his vegetables. For him, he was never plugging in his plants into electricity for them to grow. Everything came from nature. This is what he had learned. And his learning at this point in time becomes extremely crucial. And I wouldn't be surprised if everybody from the community beats a road to his house, his hut. Because he has at this point in time in the very basics. that which the community and the individuals in the community need. So all of a sudden his level, when everything was a certain way, quote unquote, was very low, relatively speaking, and everybody else very high, 
And now that the society isn't the same way, it has switched. So somebody who may not fulfill all those quote-unquotes of the society, but he has something to offer, which is incredibly important, sustenance, becomes extremely important. Same way, when the world is a certain way, maybe we get distracted and we see this is important, that's important, that's important, that's important. Remember leaving the house and going to stuff? Well, it's back, because Great Big Owl is bringing some of our favourite shows to the London Podcast Festival, starting September the 2nd, and we'd love to see you there. So if you're a fan of... Two Mr P's in a podcast. Brian and Roger. My mate bought a toaster. Friends with friends. The The One Show Show. Richard and Greta. From Queer to Eternity. Wrestle Me. Or just daytime drinking. Then go to the King's Place website and grab some tickets now. And by some tickets, we ideally mean eight tickets, that's one for each show. Actually, bring a friend and make that 16 tickets. Great Big Owl, the only podcast network with the audacity to ask you to buy 16 tickets in one go. But we'll be thrilled if you just buy one. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. But we really cannot lose and we cannot afford to lose the focus of what truly is important. It is like a mother who may be watching a movie on television and very distracted by that, and her baby is crying, and she wants to focus on the movie, not on the baby. How long is that going to go on? It is an imbalance because the first priority needs to be for that mother to be with that baby. Why? This is not a rule that was written by society. This was a rule that was written by nature. Long time ago, nature made 
not that nature made babies cute, but nature made sure that when we look at a baby, we think the baby is cute. We think we immediately sympathize with that baby. We become compassionate when we see that face. We become compassionate. I mean, even, and this not only goes to baby, human babies, but also to other animals. You look at the kitties, and they're so cute. You look at puppies, and they're so cute. And, you know, you have to ask yourself, well, why do they look so cute? It's because we have in us this natural tendency to view it that way. Because it's important. And so, yeah, you know, we live in this world today and we're like, oh my God, you know, we're so different. But we're not. All this just is very recent. And the way it has been going on for a very, very long time, is that the human beings have really tried to better themselves and better themselves and better the societies and better the countries and better and better and better and better. And we cannot lose that focus. It is not just the responsibility of a few to make the society better. It is the responsibility of all of us to make the society better. And this needs to be understood. This needs to be remembered. So now coming back to my original point, you as a human being have this desire to be in peace, to be fulfilled, to be in joy. And this is so innate, so fundamental. I'm not talking about a designer human being, by the way. Because these days, it's like, oh yeah, do this and you'll become this. And do this and you'll become this. And this is trending. And this is important. And this is this way. And this is that way. I'm not talking about a designer human being. I'm talking about fulfilling the fundamental part of you as a human being. So what, what, in my opinion, is a designer human being is like, oh, yeah, you wear clothes a certain way, you have your hair a certain way, your, your beard is a certain way, you talk a certain way. And people are like, okay, that means this, and that means this, and that means this, and I have achieved this, and I have achieved this. This is what we get into. So as a, as a normal human being, we're nobodies. Basic, nobody. Yeah, you have to do this, you have to do this, you have to, I mean, you know, and when I was little, <laughs> I had a bicycle. And I would decorate that bicycle. I wanted that bicycle to be beautiful. I wanted that bicycle to have everything. And I bought a horn for it, electric horn, and then I modified it so that every time you put on the brake, the horn would go off. I bought a light for it, uh, and it was one of those... Uh, generators that that you know when the tire went around the the generator produced the electricity and 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 the light came on and then of course i would put balloons on it so that it would make the make the noise of a motorcycle 
So having the basic bicycle was not acceptable. That was nothing. Something, some improvement had to be made on it. And somewhere we have gotten on that tangent of improvement, 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 improvement. To what is original, what is basic, means nothing to us. So what is that basic human being? What are that basic human being's needs? Not wishes and wants, but needs. If you were there in 1960s and you, you know, having come from this time and you said, where is my phone? Everybody would look at you. It's like, what do you mean? Where is your phone? Your house has a phone. You have a landline. It's not your phone. It's whoever is living in that house or household, however many members, they, they all share that phone. You're talking about your cell phone and there were no cell phones at that time. Not a, at least people didn't have them. You know, if somebody was to be in the 30s, well, let's put this in the refrigerator. Certainly in India, it would be like, what are you talking about? So, all these wishes that we have change with the time, change with the inventions. There was a time you couldn't, you couldn't buy a car with an automatic transmission. And now, you know, <laughs> most of the cars have automatic transmission. So, our wishes, our Wants change with the time. But as fundamental as we are as a human being, the needs haven't really changed. And they won't. So we need to put nutrition into our bodies, yes. And that should be not harmful to us, yes. And we should we need to drink water and that water should satisfy our thirst, yes. And it shouldn't be harmful to us. Yes. And should we be aware of, of what's around us? Yes. And should we do things that are harmful to the nature around us? No. No. And so all these things then also come and march very slowly and very beautifully to that one thing, which is peace. Should we have peace in our life? Is that a wish? Is that a want? Or is that a need? This is where everything changes. Because there are people who through the years have said, it's not a wish, it's not a want, it's a need. Today our attention is so distracted, you know, we're thinking about this, thinking about that, we're not even focused anymore. And we need to be focused. And it takes very little bit of that time 
to focus our in ourselves, within ourselves, and feel that feeling that is in us. And that little bit of time spent with yourself is so powerful, is so incredibly powerful that wandering all day and is balanced. Wow. Just a little bit of time spent. It's like of 12 hours, one hour spent with yourself can balance out the 11 hours of just completely being out there. That's, that's quite a deal, I think. That's an incredible deal. And people, even then, you know, and, and I've been a part of it for such a long time listening to this, oh, but I don't have the time, I don't have the time, I don't have the time. Yes, you do. It's your time. You should be the first person to dictate what you do with your time. You're the one who was born and you're the one who's going to die. And between the birth and the death, this is the time that you have. And you should be the first person to dictate what happens with this time. There are other people who would like to dictate. They should not be allowed to dictate. And your boss wants to dictate how that time should be used? Well. Do whatever it takes to make the boss believe that he is dictating your time. But you be clearly in your life, be in charge of the time that is yours. Maybe the story sounds very complex. Maybe the story sounds very complicated to some people. But it isn't. It's really simple. And even in the midst of this pandemic, there is a simplicity and a want to be fulfilled, to be filled with joy, to be content, to be filled with clarity. And it needs to be addressed. And if I can remind you of that, wonderful, great. That's how it should be. If I can remind you of that which makes sense to you. If I can remind you of that which you know to be true. Then that's a very good reminder. That's a very, very good reminder. You know, pilots have to follow checklists. And it's a good idea to follow checklists. But what is a checklist? The thing is, the pilot knows that he has to do these things. But the checklist is just to make sure that they happen. That's what a reminder is. Because it is the habit of human beings to forget. To forget. And it's no reflection. There was a bomber and it was being tested 
by these pilots and they were all crack top, top, top pilots. But they didn't follow a checklist and they did not remove the control locks and they went barreling down the runway, tried to take off and the plane didn't take off. They all crashed, they all died. So there were people at that time saying, oh, the airplanes have become so complicated that, you know, normal human beings can't fly them. And then when they really sat down and studied the whole thing, what they realized was that there needs to be a checklist. Wow. <laughs> you know, Kabir was writing checklists and he was writing checklists in forms that people could remember. There were no airplanes at Kabir's time. But Kabir was writing checklists. Guru Nanak was writing checklists for mankind to remember those things that are important. So be reminded and accept that reminding as a wonderful gift and enjoy it. Enjoy being reminded. Enjoy that feeling of certainty because that's, that's what happens. When you follow a checklist, you know you have done what needs to get done. Stay safe. Stay healthy. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for listening to today's podcast. We'll be back again next week, of course, with more Life's Essentials. Don't forget to subscribe. If you want to learn more about what Prem is talking about, he offers a practical online course called Peak to help you understand and experience personal peace. Head over to premrawat.com and click on Peak. And Prem's new book, Hear Yourself, How to Find Peace in a Noisy World, is published by HarperCollins and is now available for pre-order at hearyourselfbook.com. podcast revisiting S Club 7's insane TV show. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone's binge watched this, anyone who's not on drugs. <laughs> Thank you for bringing this into my life. Uh, it was honestly <laughs> truly appalling. Guests help me analyse the show in more detail than anyone ever asked for. It feels weird to me to say the phrase sex object in a show that <laughs> was aimed at six-year-olds. Do you think Do you think this is one of the problems with this show is that seven is too much? It's an S-pod thing from Great Big Owl. Hey, folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF Podcast, and this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on.